0: Positively inspiring.
1: Welcome to Ministers Talking Sh**, a weekly program where Rev. Briz and Rev. Z and their guests chat about current affairs, world events, spiritual principles, and any old sh** they want to talk about. Based on the new thought philosophy and ancient wisdoms, Ministers Talking Sh** shares a visionary perspective of the evolving spiral called spiritual living. Join us each week as we explore the emerging paradigm of life on planet Earth and beyond.
2: And
0: good morning, dear one. Rep Bruce with you over here.
1: Rev Z right here.
0: And we're a couple of ministers talking shit. Thanks for joining us. This happens every Friday morning here on the New Thought Media Network. And today is a very special day. It is our 100th episode. Yay! Yay. Make sure we wake ourselves up there for 100th episodes. So, yes. Um, uh thank you for being with us folks we want you to know uh number one we're not ending this show by any means we're going for five six thousand episodes but you're here with us in the first hundred and uh we've got a pretty what we believe is a pretty good show for you here today because there's a lot going on in the world and as you know what we like to do is take a look at some of the stories some may be good some may and eh, we don't think so good uh but to take a look at some of the stories that have happened this week and uh and take a spiritual perspective on them. And first up this uh, this morning, Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods made his return to the masters. Um, you know a little bit more of the details here, Z. so I'm going to kick it over to you and let you share a little bit with folks. Uh, what's up with the tiger?
1: Yeah, well, you know, it, it's, uh, it's kind of a miracle in some ways that, you know, 14 months ago, he was in jeopardy of losing his leg after that car accident. Um, but in 14 months, he's been able to rehab and uh, get back on the tour. And he finished yesterday in in the top 16 who were under par. Uh, he's one under, he's four shots behind the leader, who's uh, five under. Um, and, you know, I, I, to be quite honest you know i don't know how many people thought he would be there i mean they, they people know he's a fierce competitor but yeah. but given what he's gone through physically mentally emotionally and all of that to be able to go through the rehab on all those fronts uh is is you know a, a, a really a testament to the human spirit and so we'll see we, we still got 3 more days
0: <laughs> um <Yes. laughs> Let's uh, let's see if he makes the cut. That was my like. All right, cool. Tiger's back. He's going to play in a Masters. I mean, how? When was the last time we didn't see him play in a Masters? And can he make the cut? Yeah. So I'm going to give him a good shout out and positive vibes and good juju to go out there today and have another good round. One run, one, one under on the first round. That's that's good. That's
1: that's good. I mean. There, yeah. there's, 16, there's 16 guys there that's that, That's under, and uh, there's about, I don't know, of that 16, at least eight or nine are one under. So, I mean, he's in He's right in the hunt. Um, right in the back. So the, the, the question will be, will that leg hold up for that four or five-mile walk for four days in a row? And- right.
0: Yeah, because <laughs> I don't think they're – well, no, you still can't use a cart at a Masters, can you? I know, I know there was there was a Supreme Court ruling at one point that you can you can uh use a cart in other tournaments, but not at the Masters. So yeah. Kudos to kudos to uh to our our good friend. Well, good friend. Kudos to Tiger Woods uh yeah. on his return. Now we do have a another weird, interesting story. We don't want to spend a lot of time here, folks, but we do want to talk about it. Uh, you hear us on this show over the past hundred episodes. We have spoken many times about responsible gun ownership, and it's hard to speak about responsible gun ownership in the face of mass killing uh, that happened in Sacramento this past week. If you haven't heard the story, uh, a gang fight basically broke out following a night of clubbing. Uh, This all happened about two o'clock in the morning. Uh, Two rival gangs decided it was time to have a shootout. And uh, I did a little bit of dig in. This is actually unprecedented, even in gang violence. Uh, The the article I was reading indicates that if you go to any city and look up violence and gun violence, you're going to find the gang violence stays in specific areas. And usually the majority of gang violence with guns is one or two people are shot, um, drive-by shootings. It's rare that you see a a wild west shootout in the streets of a major city um, after a night of partying, but that's exactly what happened. And so our hearts and our prayers go out to all of those people that have been affected, whether they're gang members or not. Uh, we don't condone gangs. We don't. Uh, we don't belong to gangs. And uh, my perspective is, if a young man is in a gang, it, it's it's simply by necessity that they've been led to believe that is the thing. Uh, that is their way out of poverty, or that is their way out of oppression. Uh, I, I believe we know differently around here, and uh, we're not sure. You know, there's no real easy answer here, is there, Z? Yeah, no.
1: You know, I think one one of the challenges with gangs that that I can say with confidence is that in a lot of ways, uh, young people's involvement in gangs is in some way tied closely to we in the United States and, and, and quite frankly, in a lot of places all over the globe, have lost the art of rites of passages for young people to move from you know, either preteen to teen or from teen into adulthood, um, yeah. where, where, where that energy is rising at those different pivotal points of, of the body and the hormones changing and we don't have constructive, organized ways for rites of passage in a large enough capacity. We have some, but they're not in a large enough capacity uh, to help these kids move out of these different stages where you know they're, they're changing physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. And so they get stuck, and these gangs provides that 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 family, if you will, or that welcoming when they're feeling awkward as they move through
0: these stages. That sense of belonging to something that, yeah. uh, that we just don't get in, in, in certain areas and specific areas. So um, a lot of work here to do still, folks. And the work begins with us. The work begins by talking about it. The work begins by uh, being conscious that it's happening and recognizing that we are, through dialogue, and that's where it starts, we can create uh, a better discussion around all of this. Uh, I know it's, it's interesting. As New Thought Media Network expands and grows, I have more and more conversations with people in Europe and in other areas of the world, and they're always completely dumbfounded how this is going on because other countries don't have any of these problems because they have a much better uh, system of uh, responsible gun ownership. Again, it's tough to, it's tough to call the ga- a, a gang to being responsible in their ownership of guns. The, one of the young men highly involved in this was, on, uh, was already on probation for gun-related charges. Uh, the only charge he's been charged with so far is p- uh, possession of a gun by a prohibited person. Uh, they're still digging into what really happened. But what we know on a spiritual level is we have once again been called to open our eyes and recognize that we're losing good, good young men across this country to gun violence and on a fairly consistent basis. So prayers up on that. All right, let's get back into the good news a little bit. See, it's been a historic week and not just for the people of America, but I have to say it feels like it's an incredibly historic week for people of color in America. If you haven't heard, folks, yet, uh, there's a new Justice of the Supreme Court, Katanji Brown Jackson, uh, was confirmed yesterday. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about the Republicans that uh, came over and said, yeah, she's good. <laughs> she, she's OK. Uh, but how does it feel? Now, I, I know as, as a black man, you've seen Clarence Thomas moved up onto the bench. So this isn't the first person of color. Uh, but how does it feel to know that now there's a woman of color on the bench as well on the highest court of the land?
1: Yeah. Well, I, I, I think it's a, it's a, it's a great thing uh, to bring balance, right? Because I mean, we know first and foremost that as a woman, they bring a different perspective than the men. Um, And, and because for a variety of reasons uh, which should be pretty obvious and and so, by having a black woman on top of that brings a whole nother perspective of uh of insight of awareness of 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 a sense of justice given their their story uh in the history of this country. so I think it's going to be a great ad especially. <laughs> When the other only other person of of the only other black person, she's not there because Sotomayor is is also a, a person of color. But yes. but uh, but given all of the 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 recent wranglings of uh, Justice Thomas and his wife and that whole whole thing, and 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 now there are questions about his ability to be uh, you know unbiased in some of these cases. Mm -hmm. I I think to have someone else to counterbalance that from a black perspective um, will be will be uh, will be greatly valued. Let me put it that way.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Yes. Greatly valued, I think, brings a little more balance back to the court as well. Uh, And there was one piece that for me was incredibly telling and. That I think speaks this as well during the confirmation hearings and this has become a a kind of a famous picture I want to pull it up here during the confirmation hearings there's a picture of her daughter sitting in the gallery watching now look at that smile look at how proud that young woman is of her mama and to me that's yeah that picture didn't come up Robert yeah because i
1: didn't i don't think oh yeah there we go there
0: we go um and if you look at the smile on her face how proud that young woman is of her mother Uh, uh, and and that is the picture that it will inspire generations of women and women of color to to excel to the excellence within them and i think that's a big part of this uh for so many people Please jump
1: yeah. on it. Yeah, no, no, that's 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 exactly right. I think because when you know historically, um, when you look at um, how how blacks are portrayed in the media, whether it's news or whether in film, it's only until very recently that blacks are playing more uh, powerful cinematic drama leading characters. Other than being a sidekick or some comedic relief, and and so as we see, um, you know, Justice Justice Jackson step in and Vice President Harris jumps in, uh, you know, especially for Black women, this begins to create an image or a model that they can adhere to uh, or strive for. That at least they know it's possible, right? And so for her daughter to do it. To see that and witness that, especially after the wrangling that they put her through, um, you know that that's a big thing. And and speaking of the wrangling, right? The the vote was fifty three to forty seven to put her in place, with three Republicans voting for her: Susan Collins of Maine, Mitt Romney of Utah, and Lisa Murkowski of Alaska. Were the three republicans who jumped in and say yeah let's let's not fool around with this thing let's go ahead and get it over
0: with yeah you know as a i was living in utah during the olympics <clears throat> and mitt romney many don't may, may not know this he, he was he was the savior of those olympics uh Mitt's a good old mormon boy and he came into uh the olympics were in trouble and uh he came in stepped in as the executive director and, and Many would say literally saved that Olympics from being a complete failure, and uh, but I've never really been a, a big fan of his politics. I, I however, uh, more and more these three, Murkowski, Collins, and Mitt Romney, uh, are, in my opinion, showing up as real conservatives. The the Republican Party seems to have a few different wings going on, and one of them is the, this very small wing of true conservatives who are voting on conservative values, but also willing to work with uh, uh, the the rest of the system to create something for all of us. Yeah, the majority of the Republican Party seems to just be a bunch of lackeys going whichever way the wind blows, and then we've and then we've got the conspiracy wing uh, that just wants to make crap out of everything and and that happened this week too just as these these three republicans were vilified by members of their own party for being for protecting a pedophile or protecting justice jackson who they claim protects pedophiles Mm -hmm. you've done a little digging into that part of the story as well share that with our viewers what you know? what's what's the real the real scoop on that part
1: you know I forget how many cases there were a couple of cases I think but the one that they hammered her on was one where there was a young man I think at the time of the sentencing, he was like 18 but the time of the incident he was like 17 or 16 going on 17 somewhere in that range um and they and and her approach or her uh decision looking at all the information was yeah there should be some punishment but this this person was young enough that there is some chance of rehabilitation. They should be uh, uh, reprimanded, for lack of a better word, or, and and get some counseling and everything. But the uh, the 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 overwhelming majority of the Republican Party, at least those who tried to grill her over a whole day plus, uh, was you know it seemed to be overkill. Okay. Uh, And, and even, even if the sentence uh, or or the, or the situation or crime, if you will, needed a a, a more uh, stringent results, that's just one thing out of all the things she's done. I'm sure if we were honest with ourselves, every one of us has a case where we made a decision and we like, Ooh, I should have did a as opposed to B or B as opposed to a. So, I mean, you judge a person on the body of their work, not on not on their uh, one or two mistakes, if you will, or, or 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 Monday morning quarterback decisions that wasn't popular in a popular culture. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. Um uh- uh dear linda is chiming in and joining us and feel free to comment along folks justice jackson is stunningly qualified in her credentials experience moral values and quality of decisions yes amen absolutely and we agree uh, and i agree with you Z it it feels like we're no longer willing to now i'm going to borrow a phrase here folks judge someone on the quality of their character yeah rather than the color of their skin yeah. and Uh, and she has a very strong career uh, in the legal system, and just far too many people like to cherry pick, because we didn't hear anything about the stories where maybe she went a little easy on somebody or felt, hey, this guy's, and it did work out, and the kid did rehabilitate. We don't hear the good side of the story. We just hear the, what did you do? Why did you do that? The, the, the excessive pounding of one or two points versus looking at her whole career.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, if we look back at some of the previous, uh, you know, justices who got appointed, I'm not going to call the name, but there was one where there was some, some uh, sexual improprieties uh, or allegations placed forth and, and, and there was some uh, ideas of racism being brought forth as well, um, which, which, I mean, you know, six, one half dozen other, if you will. But those are issues that that need to be considered at, at some level in my, you know, my case, uh, a little bit higher. Right. I mean, you're going to run into more racial cases where race is an issue or, or, or whatever. So, I mean. And, and everybody, I mean, I guess at the bottom line is we all come here on an evolution of growth, right? Uh, and we know that the thoughts that we had at 15, 20, 25, if you're 40 now, uh, some of those have not changed, but a lot of them have changed and been abandoned right. Um, right. because we got more information. We've, we've got more experience. We, we, we've been able to eliminate some prejudices that were given to us by the environment or situation that we've had a personal experience. Now we say, Ooh, that's not right. So, I mean, we are all on the evolutionary growth pattern from a spiritual perspective. And so as we get more information, we change, our decisions change, our opinions change. And so we'll see, uh, what they have to say after she starts handling cases.
0: Right. Exactly. I'm sure people have all kinds of things to say. <laughs> and um and our other Supreme Court uh topic has not has not reached a resolution as of yet, folks. If you're not aware, uh <clears throat> now just as there are those on in the Republican Party that I think are are a little too far to one side, we can say the same about the Democratic Party and the far left is now calling for an impeachment of justice clarence thomas uh based on revelations of that uh, of her wife of his wife i have got a tough time with this i don't agree with what his wife did um i don't believe that any married man can completely ignore his wife's opinion uh or perspectives and uh to pretend you can just compartmentalize that, I don't... <laughs> but, but is impeachment the road here? And this sounds like we're fishing. This sounds like we're going out on a fishing expedition. Because to the best of my knowledge, I don't see anywhere that he committed any crimes. Even if he did let her influence push him towards one decision or another, there's, there's no ethics in the Supreme Court. There's nothing can we impeach a supreme is this a a valid precedent to even consider impeaching a supreme court justice because of the perspective of his spouse right,
1: right. well well because i mean quite frankly every justice that we have seated right now uh gets some if well get some input from their partner if they're talking about the cases or the case is public because they're going to talk about it i mean you 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 know they have yeah. to have a life they do converse and they talk about issues that affect them and their family and society i mean that's what relationships are about um i mean and to say that a person's partner uh, does not influence them, I think is ludicrous because they may have a perspective or they may look at things from a different perspective that could shed some light that you may not see with your blinders on. Now, uh, unless that person is a is a legal person themselves, there's still legal proceedings and, and previous cases that should direct a judge's uh, ruling on a case. So I mean,
0: and given, and, and, and go ahead, go ahead. I was just, well, and to my understanding, spousal communication is still privileged in this country.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Pillow talk is not admissible in evidence in any yeah. court that I'm aware of. And that's what we're talking. We're talking about privileged spousal communications. Now would i like to see justice thomas recuse himself because of this absolutely yeah but but i don't think it's i don't think we've crossed that threshold of a crime or enough to go after him and take his job away and and strip him of his job yeah yeah um
1: yeah it it's i mean now now you know given her i mean you know i think we said something about this t- time before she was involved in <laughs> In some organization that supposedly was is or is is considered as a cult, uh, and she had to go through some kind of uh, counseling to get out of it. So, uh, you know, that is what got- it is. But we know it it creates a certain mindset.
0: Right, I got no problem stripping her of her job. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I know, folks, I go there sometimes. But again, it feels like we're we're on a witch hunt. Yeah. All of a sudden, there, the I don't want to say we, but but there is a witch hunt on for this man simply because of the activities of his wife, yeah, and, and that's not right,
1: yeah. And part of the problem, as you kind of alluded to earlier, is you know, the original intent, after we got beyond all of the craziness in terms of a two party system, uh, was that the two parties. Part of their their job was to bring up point counterpoint of any of any situation so that uh, so that we have a fuller uh, preview of what's going on and we can find some place in the balance middle, slight left, slight right, depending on what's going on, to be more uh, beholding for lack of a better word. To our constituency, which is the population of the United States, right? And now that does not seem to be the case. It, it, it seems to be more where the parties are trying to sway people to their way of thinking, more just their way of thinking, and not trying to find a balance. Because at some point, I know I, there, there are issues that come up on the Republican side that that's all right, well, that, that makes sense, right? There's on, yeah. on the Democratic side that, oh, that doesn't make sense. Right. So so we have to I, we have to begin to move these parties to a way where where we have some sensibility.
0: Right. Yes, I would agree. It it We need the balance back. It, it, it's it's the dialogue. It's the discussion. And what we know from our work is oftentimes it's in the discussion that new solutions or un, uh, solutions we've been unaware of reveal themselves. Yeah. Where things come up that say, "Oh wow, I I didn't know that's what was really in your heart." Okay, hold on, let's look at let's that it and <laughs> let's talk it out. Let's figure out what's best. And again, we lose. I think we lose sight in politics specifically of this is about the people. Right. It, it's not about the corporations. It's it's not about the dollars. It really is uh, uh, it, about. The people that are out there and who yeah. we are serving, so
1: and, and more and more, uh, you know, the, the these individuals who are supposed to be leaders of the country are are, are becoming more social media stars or, or television stars. It, it appears as opposed to doing the business of the people of the country.
0: Yes. <laughs> which just brought up Representative Clawthorne's ideas of uh, cocaine-fueled orgies by the Republican Party. But we're not gonna go there today, folks. We're running out of time. We'll save that story and see if it develops. That's the thing. Some of these stories never develop into truth. And that's, I believe, our call for today. That's what I'm feeling is our call for today, is to remember that even though we get hit and inundated with these stories, there is a spiritual solution to every human problem there is something grander and greater happening than we may realize and it is through some time that we find w- we often can find the good yeah. when i when i first walked into this philosophy it was just after 9 11 2001 and very early on i w- it was shared we've got to wait we've got to give it time to find the collateral good that happens from these horrendous experiences. There is collateral good that will come from the January 6th insurrection. This conversation is most likely part of that. And how do we hold uh, justices responsible for uh, for how they respond to these cases that come in front of them? Uh, again, our friend Linda is chiming in in the chat box that if there is a federal law. Uh, that indicates judges that are recused themselves if their spouses are in the, you know, involved or associated with a specific case. Um, I have not seen that, Linda. I trust you on that. And uh mm-hmm. we'll go look that up, get some get the case law for you and if needed. But for yourself, for individuals, our encouragement is don't rush to judgment. No. Give time for the truth to reveal itself. Mm-hmm
1: especially in this environment where people are trying to be swayed one way or the other uh, to follow some path without reason.
0: Yeah, exactly. Folks, we're about running out of time, so we're going to do a quick one-minute thank you to our sponsors and supporters and come back with our final thoughts. Stay with us. We'll be right back here on Minister's Talking Chat.
2: Thank you, Center for Spiritual Living Denver for your continued support. Thank you Center for Spiritual Living Midtown Atlanta for your monthly contribution. Thank you Center for Spiritual Living North Jersey for your monthly contribution. And please help us welcome Ohm Center for Spiritual Living in La Mesa, California. Thank you for your monthly donation. Thank you Center for Spiritual Living Seattle for your most generous donation. And a special thanks to Hefferlin Foundation for your generous technology grant. And Suze Ajit, thank you for your very generous donation. And a super special thank you to Dr. Tracy Brown, RSCP. Thanks for being a super donor and a big shout out to all our committed donors.
0: Yes, yes. Thank you to all of our committed donors out there. We appreciate you being with us, folks. Uh, and if you'd like to get involved with what we're doing here, please head over to the website, ntmedia.org forward slash donate, and make your monthly donation. We'll include you in our next version of that thank you movie. If you know of a story you'd like us to talk about or a guest you'd like us to have or you'd like to be a guest on Ministers Talk and Shit, please send us an email, ministertalk at ntmedia.org. Dot .org we'll get right back with you and uh take your your thoughts and uh, ideas into consideration. Z, final thoughts before we get out of
2: here today.
1: Yeah, the final thoughts I think for me is 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 this idea of wholeness uh, and balance where we've been talking about uh different things looking at it from both sides of the of the coin if you will. Uh and I just believe that the more we can get a holistic view, the better decisions, the better uh Help and, and 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 all things of that manner where I need to make a decision can be done more humanely and more honestly, which is the goal of
0: spirituality, I believe. Mm, yes. Wholeness, oneness, it's all available to us, folks. Let's go out and be it and live it. All right, we're going to get out of here for now. We've got a great day of programming ahead. Please keep tuning in to the New Thought Media Network. Share with your friends what's going on. Be Your Own Hero with Sekou Writes comes up in just about 15 minutes. Uh, then we've got the Morning Priority 15 and the Morning Sip, Spirit in Praise, Spirit in Practice with Rep. Melissa at 8.30. This afternoon, it's the Good News at 5 p.m. with myself and special guests. And then the Fireside Chat at 6 with Pastor Michael. So stay with us. Oh, and we've got a new show on Fridays now at 1 o'clock. Uh, tune in today for the second episode. And it is uh, Just One you, which stands for Joy, with Barbara Trudell, Reverend Barbara Trudell. So join us for that at 1 o'clock today. We're going to get out of here for now. Thanks again for being with us. We'll be back next week. Until then, peace and richest blessings. Peace.
1: And thanks for listening to this week's episode of Ministers Talking. We'll be back again next week with more commentary on current affairs, world events, and any other our ministers want to talk about. And if you found value here, please share our with your friends. Until next time, peace and blessings.